this week, we cover the play-ins for the postseason, more name change news for the Cowboy, and a new level of competition coming to Overwatch. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another week of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are Matt and Kevin, as always. Hope you've had a great week in gaming. How has everything with, been with you, Kevin? I was going to say, how has everything with, been you? How has everything been with you, Kevin? Words are uh, I, I, It's fine. Uh, we get tongue-tied all the time. Uh, every, everything's been fine. I haven't played a lot of games recently. I've been uh, trying to go outside and touch some grass and do stuff. Um, but recently, my, my dad told me, hey, you got you to gotta clean up your room. We have an appraiser coming in. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, my, my room was a mess. But now everything is on my bed and my floor is cleared. So I guess I'm sleeping on, on, on junk on my bed. Didn't you uh, move? I, I did. So, like, we, I still have, like, boxes of stuff that I need to, like, shove in a closet. Um, but, yeah, there was, he was like, oh, well, they have to come in, help with, you know, refinancing the house since the APR rates are down. I'm like, all right, whatever. Ah. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I need to do, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, it's just been that. Uh, not really doing much, just making sure that the house is clean enough so we can, we can get some. A, a, a good number i guess um but yeah in terms of gaming i've been trying to i've been trying to find a time to stream um a friend of mine told me to play this game called um before your eyes i think i've mentioned it before i think you have yeah yeah and so i haven't blink, right yeah you, you have to control how how much you blink and how much you look around and stuff but i haven't played it yet it's, it's literally been sitting in my library um and i'm just trying to find a day to stream it um and and get that started so hopefully that'll happen pretty soon i'm really curious as to how that mechanic works once you do that let us know because i want to it's very interesting like blinking as as how you move yeah and so hopefully hopefully i could get that up um i think it's either tomorrow or the day after we're we're going to figure that out um but Hopefully sooner than later. Uh, how about you, Matt? How was your week? How's gaming in your your department and your house? Um, I was. We had a game for Zomnix today. However, I had it was supposed to be at nine p.m. Eastern time or six p.m. our time. I get off work at six p.m. and today I happen to have an interview to do at six p.m. for my journalism stuff. So I just it was not able to go to the game so yeah um aside from that i've been playing a little bit of overwatch just every now and then as i can um trying to beat the tomb raider game the the most re- not i mean yeah the most recent one shadow of the tomb raider i believe is that one just that and i, and I need to finish cyberpunk like all the endings so i can finally retire my ps4 from gaming and just use it as like a streaming thing for not not streaming from it just like watching like netflix and disney plus and hb not i don't have hb oh yeah i have hbo max and um hulu so that's my goal within the next couple weeks to just like beat all the games that i haven't yet and then move exclusively to my ps5 yeah i i went over to a friend's house and saw the ps5 like in person 
Oh, I was like, thoughts. the this thing, this thing's tall. It's massive. Like, oh, it's it, big. yeah. I I didn't think it was like tall, tall, but like yeah, that's Seto Kaiba. Oh no, uh, she hefty. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my mom has a thing about uh clutter and like things being on on the countertops, and so I already have like my Switch, my PS4, and um now the PS5 up in the loft. And she like doesn't want it to be cluttered, so she's like, "Okay, where is this thing? Let me see how big it is." And then I'm like, "Oh, it's big." And she looked at it, like, "Oh my god, it's big!" It's like, "Yeah, it's big. Um, it's way bigger than the PS4." It's yeah, like, it's like the size of my torso is roughly how big it is. And like, I'm an average sized adult male, so. Just imagine an average-sized human and the size of their chest part from, like, where their neck should be to where, like, their waist is. And roughly, that's about how big this thing is. And it's heavy, too. It's, like, 17 pounds for for this console. And it's weird because, like, my siblings are like, wait, I don't understand this. Isn't, like, as technology gets better, aren't things supposed to get smaller? Yeah, but... But Sony don't work like that. <laughs> yes, but also no. Yeah, <laughs> this is typically the way of how it goes. I mean, we we kind of are going backwards if you consider that you know latest uh latest Samsung phones now flip oh open and close. So the flip phone, we literally yeah. went backwards in technology. We're, we're going backwards. Uh, we're out here playing mind games. <laughs> Next thing you know, phones are gonna have antennas again. I that would be hilarious. Oh god, you want to know most know the most hipster like weird phone thing that I've ever seen? Mm. So I was in, I think it was Marshalls uh, at one point. And Marshalls for is like it's 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 like a Ross, and if you don't know what those are, they're like stores where. Um, other department stores who have excess inventory will send them to either a Ross or a Marshall's for, for discounts. So um, Ross pays less for these leftover products and then you in turn pay less to buy them. So it's on, it's like, it's generally, it's like, it's pretty good quality stuff, like things that you would normally buy at uh, just a normal other department store for full price or like maybe what, like 50% off ish at, Ross just because it it's older stock um but I was at this Marshall's one time and there was this device that it's like a it's like a landline receiver that you plugged into the earphone jack of your telephone and you like hooked it up to your waist and whenever someone called you you would lift up the receiver and speak into it like you had a landline just attached to you how did you find what was that recently out of Ross? Oh no, this was a this was maybe around 2010. Okay. Back like back when like hipster shit was like really big. And people <laughs> were like, oh my god, I'm a hipster. But no, this is not a recent thing, thank God. Like <laughs> part of me would have just bought it for the shits and giggles to like give to someone as a gag gift. Yeah. But it's like I, I want to see someone use it just for to see how ridiculous it is. 
It's like it's it's completely impractical. Yeah, I can I can definitely see how weird it would be if it were their IRL, you know. <laughs> right. Anyway, um shall we get into the gaming things? Yes, we we can. Cool, cool. Um so last week was the play-ins for the Overwatch League. So what that means is that these are kind of I don't know because why aren't they called play-ons instead of play-ins cuz the the next thing is the playoffs on on the on week 24 uh naming conventions anyway they had, they had to play to get into the playoffs well, yes but in it, in is not the opposite of off yeah <laughs> um so anyway so it was two days it was only um six matches i only caught two of them because i i i took monday as an, as a not gonna work day and then just life happened on the weekend um but here are the results so the paris eternal went oh and three against the washington justice the boston uprising went oh and three against the toronto defiant the hongjo spark went one and three against the philadelphia fusion um the philadelphia fusion then took three to one over the soul dynasty the toronto defiant went oh and three against the san francisco shock and then the washington justice took a three to two over the houston outlaws so uh nothing really entirely surprising here i feel like all of these results are kind of what you'd expect as opposed to like the weird upsets that we've kind of gotten used to seeing when it comes to like the final week before a tournament and this is this is that this is like the equivalent stage of the entire overwatch season this is like that last week where they're playing for um to secure their spots where like things can go weird and wonky and wrong and they usually do, but like, this has been pretty, this was pretty predictable. If I had filled out my pickums, which they keep trying to push and I guess it'd be nice to win a statue, but I, I just can't be bothered. If I had filled out my pickums, I, I think I would have done pretty well with this. Yeah. This week I'm surprised, you know, usually once we get to the postseason, like everything that we have been watching up until that point literally goes out the window. Um, but like there were a couple of them, you know, like the, the Washington outlaw game. I, I only saw the Twitter beef afterwards. It wasn't really beef. It was just like that, that was close. Probably one of the closest matches we'll, we'll be seeing. Um, and you know, everybody's saying like, okay, Washington did well. So did, so did the outlaws, like both of them kind of deserved the slot, but, um, it was just uh, really, really crazy in terms of like the way how it ended up playing out. I, I, I would disagree. I am the Outlaws fan still, in spite of everything. But I will say that Washington deserved it more. Wash Outlaws just skated by, really, and I'll, I'll get into that later. But I, they, they played it way too close. I, it felt like. They should not have done as well as they did, which is like story of the Outlaws fan. Get ready to be disappointed, but <laughs> they had the shot and they really kind of just threw it away. So that's how I feel about that. Um, so diving into this, 
the first match that I saw was the Fusion versus the Dynasty game. Um, and like these two teams have a very um, upsetting, I guess you can say, history because they've always been like close to the top, but they've never had their time in the spotlight. You know, they've always been like, they're, the, they're the, always the bridesmaid, never the bride teams. How many times has the fusion been in the finals? Like so many times, but they always like, they always get picked off by a team that like is obviously better than them. So it was interesting seeing both of these teams go head to head to compete for like compete for a spot because then they're knocking again. They're, they're doing that same thing that has happened to them where they get knocked out uh, of contention, even though like they've played their hearts out Um, they're doing that to themselves. So it was interesting to see which team would make it this year, as opposed to both teams making it. Um, And this match was a three to one. So it was, it was very clearly in favor of the Philadelphia fusion. Um, I will say that the, the dynasty did put up a fight, um, but like it wasn't enough. Like w- looking at Busan to start, like it was a massacre. <laughs> like the, the percentage at the final capture was a hundred to eight and a hundred to seven. So like the fusion really were unperturbed. The dynasty threw away a lot of really easy opportunities to gain control. Like at the very, very beginning of the downtown fight, um, the fusion capped first, but the soul took out both of the healers of the uh, the Philadelphia fusion. So that was a huge opportunity right there to just dominate the team fight and, and create, um, time for them that where the fusion would have to kind of wait for the respawns and, and then try to force their way in. Whereas the dynasty would have had the ability to gain control of the point and set themselves up. Um, they completely threw it away. They, they took that opportunity and they, they flipped it, but immediately lost three of their own players for the fusion to then come back and just flip the point over themselves. Um, just a lot of really, really bad team fights. Um, and, and on Mecha base, which was the second one, they only flipped it towards the very end and they were down several people. They kind of just hopped on just to hop on the point and managed to flip it because the fighting was off the point, getting rid of the rest of the team. And then within seven seconds, the Philadelphia fusion had that point back again. And so they really dominated here. Um, Hanamura was, was the one map this entire time that like, the soul dynasty showed that they could be dominant. Um, they started off on their attack with a symmetric uh, strat into that first point. Um, it looked like they were going to lose it, um, but somehow they, they stabilized and won it and flipped that point very quickly, which was surprising considering uh, how poorly they performed in that first map. Um, but they really had so much trouble after that moving into the second point. They never... They never took it. They never really got any percentage at all. Um, they tried to snowball that and use that momentum to get on the point and, and take control. But um, a, a, a Bionade that hit all six members of the team from Alarm stopped that momentum. And from there on, just 
really good sleeps, really good bionades from alarm, like really broke apart their pushes, just initial first kills, really good ult cycling from the Philadelphia fusion, just absolutely stymied any effort from this old dynasty. Um, then looking at the fusion attack, the fusion looked like they were about to take the point. They were so close on their, their really, their first attack. Um, but I think maybe I just, the fight just took so long that, the the players that initially died on the soul dynasty were able to come back and regroup and then eventually force the philadelphia fusion off and then from there on out the philadelphia fusion just were never really able to to push through that initial choke again it was good ult cycling from the um the soul dynasty um and and after that point they just didn't have any momentum and the soul dynasty held the point um numbani was next it was this one went to two rounds of controls and attacks. It was a very intense, just back and forth. Um, both teams did fairly well. Um, I believe that the uh, the yeah the dynasty actually ended up having more time. They performed initially better, but they just they they after they got to like the third point. Um, the, the, the Philadelphia fusion really did the same thing that the soul dynasty did. Like, like they did the soul dynasty before where they were able to stabilize. And then through the choke, the Philadelphia fusion were able to maintain that hold. The soul dynasty just couldn't push through. Um, yeah. And, and then just from there on out, the, the Philadelphia fusion just had such better pushes. They, they pushed through, um, in overtime and almost completed the map again, even though they only had two minutes and the dynasty had a whole minute longer than them in their time bank. Um, the, the dynasty just weren't able to cap it. And then on Dorado, it was just, it was just a massacre. The fusion had a very strong, very forward defense so that the dynasty couldn't even really get out of their spawn and they held it for so long. So that really killed the time bank. And from there on out, the dynasty were just playing catch up the entire match. So um, it, it was quite the stomp uh, dynasty put up an effort. It just, it wasn't good enough is, is the tale of that matchup. So Kevin, tell us about how the shock did the stomping. I so, presume. Yeah, it was really interesting. So for me personally, um, when I was watching this match at first, I thought, okay, we're going to see the same thing that the Shock do every single time. It's going to get to the postseason. Then they're just going to they're going to suck. Uh, they, they can do as well as they can throughout the rest of the season. But when it comes to the postseason, it, it's always been against, you know, the SF Shock. And this time, I felt like they really played as cleanly as they could. Um, moving into the first point, which was Oasis. Um Oasis, when we when we were watching it back, um, the first things that's like really fun to see, you know, FD got his back. Uh, he was he's doing a little bit of weird things on his uh on his Lucio, but it works. Um, it, it just felt like the team was a lot more coordinated than they have been in the past like couple postseason matches. Um, they really didn't let Toronto get settled. Um, on the first. On the first map, which was Oasis, um, they 
just applied so much pressure that for the majority of the time they couldn't even really gain footing on the point. And then by the time that they did, it was like either super late in the count so that they can just retake and settle back in or um, they they let them have it early and then they just shut them out later. So, um, yeah, Oasis was just a really well-played map by the Shock. They just didn't give the Defiant any space to play um, for the most part. Uh, we go to Volskaya Industries. Um, this was a one to two in favor of the Shock. Um, they both capped the first point really quickly, but the defense coming out from the shock made it literally impossible to cap that second point. There were points in on point two that I thought like, oh, maybe they can get a tick here. Um, but honestly, they the, the shock were just able to keep them off of the point for long enough. Um, and they just found picks. They found really good picks, um, constantly targeting like Michelle and Lastro. That's something that, like, you don't really pay attention to until it's, like, in the kill feed. But Smurf was just like, where's your support? Um, and then you'd see them both die, and he's, he'd ask Toronto once again, like, where are your supports? <laughs> um, they're currently in the ground. So Smurf, every single time that he saw either Michelle or Lasho, he was just like, you're, you're, you're out of here. Just get out of here. Like, like, any one of them that tried to, like, survive that back line, he's just like, I'm going to eat that back line. You guys can't push. We win this point. Like every single time that they tried to push on point two, um, which made it easier for the shock to play in uh, when they were on the attack, um, they get point one and then it just takes one really good team fight in order to capture, you know, 33% on point two. And so the shock were just able to grab that one really quickly. Um, moving to Numbani. Now this one was, was very, uh, very one-sided. Uh, in the way how it was played, the the shock had the attack first. They were able to just get on cart and roll on through. Um, there wasn't a lot of like really surprise like factors in this game. It was just mostly like the shock were able to escort the cart really well, even after um, the initial take. They just had a really good tempo, um, just keeping the pressure above the cart. Rather than having to fight on the cart all the time. Um, and that just pushed Toronto all the way into their spawn for the most part. Um, and then, you know, last fight, just they, they're able to push it with a couple, with a little bit of time left over. And I think that that was something that boosted their confidence, especially going into the last round. Um, and when they had to play defense, they just shut everybody else out. They really didn't give Nice to, a chance to really establish himself. Uh, well enough because of just ons. Um, so yeah, it's just overall pressure coming out from the shock. They look a lot more comfortable. Um, I would say it's not like those those postseason like jitters. It really shouldn't be a thing. Um, but they are definitely like figuring out their footing and they're definitely ready um, for the postseason. Um, Immediately after this game finished, after I watched, you know, the the 3-0, um, I sent a message to Artie on uh on Discord. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I'm sending the boys to you." And he's like, well, "What do you mean by that?" And I'm like, "That's a shock just won, and they're headed to Hawaii." And he's like, "Nice." <laughs> like, I'm like, "Just take care of them. <laughs> they're 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 not too weird, I promise." And he's like, mm, "I don't know about that." <laughs> I mean, they've got so, super on the team. I think they're plenty weird. 
Yeah, so I definitely think that, you know, they're they're going to have a fun time in Hawaii. It's just a matter of if they're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's going to be their first time not in their, you know, home home space. So I do think that that's going to shake them up a little bit. But I, I'm very optimistic for this postseason. I think that they're... They are ready to uh, to push once again. Um, their first round matchup is not necessarily the nicest, but you know it's it's something. Yeah, I mean, like in spite of their performance, like they've never they never won a tournament, but they've had one of the best records all season, regardless. So, yeah. So then now moving on to the only match that was really um, very close this entire weekend was the uh, the Justice versus the Outlaws. And then like going into this one, I, w- I was not I turned on my laptop to just get the tokens and um, do that. And I just I happened to glance at my screen and it was like, oh, the outlaws are up two and one. Maybe they'll actually win this one. And then I go to check the score later on when I'm like figuring out which matches to watch. And I'm like, oh no, wait, they just, I jinxed them. I'm a bad luck charm. I, I, I should not have said anything. <laughs> um, But yeah, so this was a, a three to two in favor of the uh, Washington justice. Um, it was a lot of, it was a back and forth. Um, Houston won, then Washington won, then Houston won again, and then Washington just took the last two. Um, but this was really, really close and also really, really messy. There were a lot of like, there was a lot of C9ing points here. There was a lot of, um, I don't know. I, I felt like I felt good about both teams in at the beginning. Um, like after that, uh, after the first two matches, like, okay, they're one-to-one. They're fairly even. This should be good. But then they just start making mistakes. And like, it's just, it just wasn't good overwatch. Like they're definitely playing at each other's levels and making it very, um, a very close matchup, but it's like, other teams probably would have stomped both of these teams fairly easily um, because like both of the, both of these teams, like their back lines were getting pretty stomped. And again, um, on multiple maps, like there's, there's a lot of C9ing, like I can wall the, the um, both teams C9, like the, the outlaws C9, the point and the, the Washington justice, take it, take the first, um, point a and, and capture that and start moving the cart um when it's the outlaws turn to attack uh the washington justice decide you know what they see nine so we should do the same thing and see nine for them it's only common courtesy and it's like it's not the only map where they see nine they you move on to dorado the outlaws see nine yet again um it, it's just i was really disappointed in the performance of both of the teams um i feel like for the outlaws um the 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 bright spots on their team, at least in this, were Crimzo on his Zenyatta, and then um, Dante playing the uh, Sombra when he could. Um, not so much his Echo. His Echo did have like one shining moment. Um, if if you looked at the Twitter be 
Kevin, you probably saw like the, the moment where he said, um, Diva Remick does damage. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he most, I think his, his somber was probably the standout here aside from that one moment. I will say Crimzo, like if the outlaws did win, I would say the MVP should have been Crimzo because, um, not only is he getting kills on his Zenyatta, but he's also facilitating a lot of kills as well with, uh, the discord or making it so that his teammates can get kills and also popping off the, um, the transcendence when he really needs it. He's had a little bit of a rocky season. Um, but I think in general, he's performed very well when he needs to. Um, I, I don't think. I don't know if the, if the Brig picks were working for them as well. Like it, it kind of helped with um, Decay running Sombra on the, uh, the Justice side. And Decay was just, Decay and Assassin were amazing with their DPS combos. They were getting a lot of really good kills and a lot of really good value out of whatever they picked. So I feel like Kane Assassin were really great on their team. Um, the tank lines for both sides were left a little bit to be desired. A lot of them were isolated fairly easily. And like I, I, I've said before, dive's not my favorite composition. Um, and then just watching both these teams play dive, it's like, this is why, because your tanks get, your tanks are, are pretty much, you dive in and are deleted. Like it, it happens so many times that, um, the tank lines were pretty inconsequential. I felt like, um, I, I feel like Dorado was one of the, was, was the map where it was just like clown fiesta, not part, not, not with nothing to do with that. It being on Dorado anyway, but like the outlaws were in, the outlaws were in OT so long this map, like they should never have completed it, but they did just, I don't know if it's like just through sheer grit or just, their ability to eventually get their ult and then blow them all at once to, to knock out the justice, but they somehow were able to, to finally make it to the end. Um, and then the justice do the same thing, but they do it with two minutes and 22 seconds to spare. So um, it, the outlaws never should have gotten as far as they did. They should have definitely stopped the justice a lot harder. Um, but clown fiesta the justice had a really again the, the justice were were holding forward so strongly that it you're just burning down time for the outlaws the outlaws just were on the back foot the entire time and so they lost and and now they have to wait till next season i will say that they did perform this season a lot better than i think anyone expected they performed a lot better than they normally do so I feel like if they go back to the drawing board and figure out what they were doing wrong, like they had an amazing record, but they just weren't able to complete when it counts. When it comes to these, these big qualifying matches, they're not able to, to pull out that same magic. So they need to go back to the drawing board, see what's working, see what's not, um, figure out their tank line. Because again, season five of the league is going to be Overwatch too. So Figure out what they're doing with the tank line. I feel like Jangu is their strongest tank right now. Um, Piggy is also fairly good. So if you're going to keep two, I say keep Jangu and Piggy. Dreamer, he has his moments, um, especially on dive. So I, I mean, if they wanted to do like keep Jangu as the main like shield tank whenever they needed him, 
And whenever they're focusing on any dive comps, you could switch between Dreamer and Piggy. But I, I feel like that might be where I feel like their, their weak points are figuring out how to maintain the dominance of their tank line, finding a, a better second healer, because I don't think as much as I love Jake, I don't think his brig is really doing much help. Um, and I think if you figure out the tank and that second healer, I think maybe they'll stand a better shot. So one last thing that I did notice, Kevin, I, I don't know if you noticed mm -hmm. this at all, is that so we were talking a couple of weeks ago about how with the, all the drama that has happened, we weren't sure about what was going to happen with the sponsorships, right? Yeah. And like at one point, the only sponsor was TeamSpeak that I think we knew of. Um, they were the only ones who were being featured during their, their ad breaks. The only ones were so he talks about this is the official whatever, whatever of the Overwatch League. Something I did pick up on and I noticed. I usually skip over like the midsections, but I was just like, whatever, I'll nap in between rounds. Um, but I noticed that Coca-Cola is still advertising for the Overwatch League. I think and that I feel I feel that's pretty significant considering like how big Coca-Cola is as a sponsor, how many other big sponsors have left the league, and like everything going on with overwatch right now for coca-cola to still be sponsoring overwatch league i think is a big thing for for the league to still have going for them yeah it, it's kind of weird how they're still sticking around um they they really don't need the publicity it's it's coke uh uh I, I really don't know what the uh, what the mentality or what the uh, strategy was there. I think maybe it might have something to do with like, since the league is a little bit removed from Blizzard proper, I think maybe that might be why. Eh. 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 It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a reach. It's a reach. It definitely is a reach. Um, yeah, so looking forward to the future, we've got two weeks off. Um, we are going to, we're right now, currently, now that those matches have finished, the play-ins have finished, week 22 is off. Week 23 is off. Week 24, finally, we get to the playoffs. Um, and this all starts, oh my God, there's a lot of matches. Tuesday, September 21st at 4 p.m., we start the playoffs with the Washington Justice facing against the Dallas Fuel. Then at 5.30, ideally, can, if as long as that match ends within an hour and a half, um, the Philadelphia Fusion are going to face against the Los Angeles Gladiators. The San Francisco Shock at 7 p.m. are going to face off against the Shanghai Dragons. And then at 8.30 p.m., the Atlanta Reign are going to face off against the Chengdu Hunters. Then on Wednesday, the Justice are going to face the... It, oh, it's a re-encore. All of Wednesday is just encores. They're playing the same matches over again. They're replaying all of them. And then from there on out, it's all TVD. It depends on what happens from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So the next four days of that, I guess, until 4 p.m. Starting 4 p.m., it's all up in the air from there. And then the grand finals are taking place on that Saturday and Sunday, the 25th and 26th as well. So 
anything can happen, guys. Um, I feel like it's going to boil down to the Shanghai Dragons are going to make it to the end. And I feel like it's probably going to be the shock again. I think it's going to be a shock Dragons. I think that they're going to do the same thing once again. I feel like SF is going to lose this initial match versus versus the Dragons, and then they'll they'll try their you know uh, the redemption arc mm-hmm. through through losers. Um, if history has anything to say about it, like it it does sound like you know history has has made this happen once before. Uh, I don't know if it would again, but it's uh-huh. definitely something to look into. Now, when you say that, do you mean intentionally or is it just do you think they're just going to lose to the dragons? I just think that they're going to lose to the dragons. I just okay. I don't think that they have. Like, I think that they'll go in confident um, that they can beat them, but I just don't know if they can sustain that versus a dragon's right. team. Right, right. Well, guys, sit tight for two weeks because it's going to be quite a long time before we get some Overwatch again, and then it's just going to be a whole lot of Overwatch for uh, pretty much an entire week. It's six days of just nonstop Overwatch. So if you're trying to bank up some tokens, just like just keep your YouTube or your uh, your profile on Overwatch League always logged in. Um, you should get a fair amount of tokens that way. Um, Anyway, guys, thanks for listening this week. Um, We will get back to you next week with the news segment. And then eventually, when we get to the playoffs and grand finals, we will cover those for you as well, as we always do. Uh, Any final words of wisdom, Kevin? uh watch watch the league leave your leave your thing open uh (laughs) get get your tokens they're gonna be pretty easy to get now so hopefully you guys can go ahead and grab those while you can do it he said catch you soon guys adios Next week, we bring you the latest in gaming and pop culture news. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.